Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. All right, welcome everyone. I'm Sean Payne, owner and founder of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. I have my co-host with me as always, Isaiah Chass. Isaiah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And we also have Stuart Broughton of uh, Sonoma Mortgage Group uh, with us today. We're gonna talk about co-ownership, how to structure it on the real estate side as well as the mortgage side. Uh, So Stu, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, You know what, let's jump into it real quick. You wanna talk about Sonoma Mortgage Group a little bit? We haven't announced that. that, uh... Yeah, so I broke off from the retail mortgage banking model. Okay. It was just getting a little too expensive and uh, narrow as far as products for my my borrowers. So I just made the move and run my own business and have way better rates. But uh, I've, I've already, been doing this for three months and my business has really picked up. So I really like what I've, what I've moved to. Very cool. Very cool. And, and uh, so you can offer, you know, uh, you made this move and what can you offer people now? that? You so instead of having like a, a independent mortgage bank, that's non-depository by the way. So um, you only have one source of rates. Now I can, in the wholesale market, uh, shop consumers loans to different investors, right? right? You have right. to make sure they can close on time, all that kind of stuff. But experience this over the last three months it's been seamless i've done a deal with you rates are way better the consumer wins sure that's great that's great all right so uh that's a whole nother podcast uh right we're going to talk about co-ownership uh and co-signing i guess uh, on your end that way and so this is kind of like a, an evolving topic so like i would say 10 years ago um or even two years ago if i got a call from someone saying hey we want to buy a property, you know, uh, we're up in Sonoma County. Often we would get calls from people from the city or saying, hey, we want to buy a, uh, uh, a property with a group of friends and create a compound. And and often that sounds like a great idea. And he, Isaiah is smiling, everyone's smiling because we know that usually it doesn't work out. Something blows up as they get into it. Something blows up. There's a disagreement. They, they figure out, hey, this isn't a good idea. But co-ownership fractional ownership for for owner-occupied homes is becoming more of a a thing that way. Um, The name of the company escapes me, but we we did a podcast on fractional ownership and we talked about this. I think uh, in Las Vegas, there was a model that that was gaining traction that way. And I I think you're going to see more and more of this, especially as rates are high and and homes are, inventory is low, and and, and homes... uh, I mean, the entry level for homes is harder and harder. I mean, homes are very expensive. So I think co-ownership is going to become more of a viable model in real estate. And I think it's just something that we should talk about that way. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've had Picasso in the past, which is more, I'd say that's more of a yes. second home vacation uh, type model. But there are like the ones in Vegas where it's more of a um, primary residence model for people just trying to get into a home right right so yeah so like you know here again like the 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 uh accessibility of of buying a home has become very difficult for some so here's here's something here here's a way that you can still get you know you still own the home you still get that that sense of like stability you know sense of community you're you're invested in the community that way but it's a it's a uh, it has to be structured a little bit different. But it's a lower lower entry that way because you're using your friends, family. You're using a group of people that way. So uh, Stu, why don't we talk about it? Because like the mortgage side, that's the biggest issue. Right. It's like like so, what are the issues that that these type of buyers would face? What do they have to show to qualify? Things like that. So. Well, uh, yeah, I mean when you combine uh, a group of people, whatever two, three, four, how many people it is, it's easier to qualify for the mortgage. Obviously, right. rates are higher now, and and sometimes with just an individual, it could be uh, harder to qualify for. So as far as like, you know, um, everyone getting together, pulling their funds, 
qualifying income together, you can buy a single family or one of the four units uh, doing this, and it could it could help people build equity and and qualify for the mortgage and get it done. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Uh, what about like what are some of the issues that that I don't think you probably haven't done a ton of these, but you've done some, right? Well, oh, I've, I've done quite a few of them. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, what um, are some? The only issues you're going to have is does everyone qualify, right? right, right. Um, what's everyone's credit scores? Sure. So if you have someone with an 800 score and you have one of the uh, party members that has maybe a 600 score, that's going to affect everyone else's interest rates. Sure. So you got to balance all that out too, right? right like, hey, right. where's everyone at? Where's everyone qualify? Uh, you know, be uh, give full communication on that. Like, what you know, if the rate's this because of a lower score right. and opposed to a higher rate, you know, you want to maybe have, uh, I mean, in a perfect world, you want everyone to have kind of a similar credit score so everyone gets the same kind of type of financing, right? But that's all stuff that you would look at up front. You know, the paperwork, when you have a bunch of people come together, there's, you know, to qualify, you're going to need all the paperwork from everyone. That could be kind of a pain too, but it's it's definitely feasible. You can do it um, as long as you communicate and see the numbers. And right. Does it work for everyone? Right, right. I guess the biggest thing is just everyone be on the same page about their expectations. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, this is still, I, I think there'll be, like, mechanisms or, like, procedures in the future. Like, people will define how to do this, but right now it still is kind of sticky. So, you know, I would recommend anyone who trying to do this like go to an attorney and sit down and maybe put together an agreement or figure these things out up front and, and spell everything out so like in the 11th hour there isn't someone being like wait a second you know we're paying more because you have a you know a lower, a, credit, a lower score, credit score or right, something right. like that so you can put together an agreement and also maybe a way of uh you know i think you, you have to establish you know are, are you all going to have equal shares of the home or is someone putting in more money in that way that's going to influence how you're going to hold title uh so i think like you know you, you have to figure that out and possibly like an exit strategy too you know like you know uh, Stuart and I own a boat together right and, and so and so we have an agreement we own a boat with a, a third person that we bought into and we have an agreement uh, that we bought into but also, we just cut checks every month yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we just write checks every month to this boat yeah and it just keeps just breaking down but anyway that's uh, that's that's uh, homes are a way better investment than boats. Oh, you think so that? so uh, <laughs> anyway um, uh, but in that agreement, we have like, okay, if, if one owner wants to exit, there's there's a mechanism to do that. And you probably want to do that in this situation. So because like, you know, ideally, again, that gets sticky. Like if everyone puts in the same amount, does everyone have the same bedroom? I don't, I don't know how right. that works out. But that's just something personally you guys have to figure out that way. But like, so like if you wanted to, uh, uh, you know, again, this is why you want to get an attorney involved. But like if you had like different shares of a property you want to hold that like tenancy in common and and that would allow like someone to have 50 percent of of ownership and two other people to have 25 percent things like that that's going to influence your agreement how you put that together that way and how you how you establish title how you hold title yes, what the percentages exactly. tic tenants in common is probably the best way to go yes um but that is an interesting point you bring up with with bedrooms and one if someone does want to get out so uh if everyone's on the loan and someone wants to get bought out then you're going to have to deal with that Right. right. You're going to, mm-hmm. most people are, that person that's getting bought out doesn't want to be in the loan anymore. Right. Do you have to refinance? Where are the rates at during that time? So there's a lot of things to consider yes, down exactly the road if you do partner up with people um, with that, with not just sharing the, the space, but, you know, how do we deal with the mortgage? How do we buy you out? You know, fair market value, all that kind of stuff down the road. Yeah. I mean, that's all part. It, it can get complicated. Again, like I would hopefully as this model becomes more like prominent, I could see like loans available just to buy that one person out or something like that. Or mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I we'll think see that's how that happens. the case with someone else like Picasso. Yes. Where, where they're they, handling the financing. Yeah. They have their own financing. It's just it's financing for your own share, not for the entire property as a whole. Right. And I could see products like that becoming available. 
available because that's the, the sticking point. I mean, you know, the one thing is like, let's say someone bought something like this when interest rates were low at like 3%. Totally. And, and you're not trying to get out now. Or rates and they're like, hey, you know what? Sixes, I, right. I, have, I have to sell. And the other two owners don't have the ability to, to, to buy that person out. So they have to refinance. That, that could put you in a, a really right. tough situation. Right. So, like, again, those are all things that you want to spell out. And, Up front. Yeah. Uh, and, and it may be a situation where, like, you have a group of friends or family or something like that. And this is, like, you guys know it's going to be a long-term commitment and it may work. But often, like, life changes. So, like, you want to you want to plan these things out. So, I do think this is a viable way of uh, – potentially, it's going to be a more viable way of buying a home in the future. But as of right now, it could be sticky, and you just want to, like, plan for these things. And that's why I think you really have to get an attorney involved that way. So. Right. Well, especially with units. If you do units, like a two, three, four unit, then that actually works out better, right? So everyone occupies a different unit. Right. Primary right. residence qualifies together. Right. And say that, you know, hey, uh, group A want, or the group the guy wants to get out, one of the, the members wants to get out. Um, you know, all you have to do is, is do they want to rent that out? Do they want to uh -huh. keep the property? So in that case, if there's someone's going to get out, you get a tenant in there. Hey, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to still own this property. Right. I want a tenant to go into my uh, uh, unit and I want to, you know, get, sure. the, get the break from that yeah. and still hold the property. So I think if it was a units type of deal, that would be easier than a single family with bedrooms and trying to break that right. apart. Right. Right. I mean, that's a great point. And, and what a great way to build wealth too, where like you go in and you buy, you know, units or something like right. that. And then, and then you put in a tenant in place and you go out and buy another home, your single family home at that point or something like that. Right. That's a, that's a, a really a, a great point that way. Yeah, so, um, you know, another thing to, to address is like what happens if, if someone's delinquent on their portion of the payment, you know? Um, you probably have to address that. Maybe maybe you have like a little reserve account or something like that mm -hmm. to cover uh, incidentals. That I way. used to run in this in San Francisco a lot of times. So I've been doing loans since 1998. And right. in the early 2000s, there was a lot of TIC, TIC financing yeah. in San Francisco for one to four units, or sorry, two to four units uh, that were not condo converted. Right. So everyone was a TIC on the same loan. So what they were doing is I would be doing uh, loans with some real estate agents and they would partner these people up. But these people had to have the agreement like, hey, if something goes south, you're, you're still on the hook for these payments. Right, right. So that really, I think, is a good idea to get the lawyer up front and do yeah, that. Exactly. But that was how that was all done before. There was fractional yep. uh, financing that some banks did where there wasn't condo converted and they would just finance that one unit, which it's hard to get financing now on that. But right, that's right. how that played out. But you get to two parties that don't know each other, all of a sudden they're buying a house together. That's what they were doing. Yep, right. yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be those type of agreements, agreements that we need and those processes put in place. Like I said, you know, San Francisco's always had expensive housing, and mm -hmm. that's why, like, you know, I think that model came in, and now we're just going to see it in other places that way. Right. Uh, so, like, in regards, like, in those situations, um, does someone, what type of relationship does someone have to have with someone? I, I mean, I, I remember in the past when we've done deals where, like, I, I want to say the language for a conventional loan was, like, you got to have a lifelong commitment or relationship with that person. Is that no longer the case? Oh, you're talking like a gift, like a form of a gift? No, That's I was talking more... about like, uh, you know, when, when kind of like when, when friends were buying um, uh, properties together, like uh, I, I want to say like we, we had to show that they had like a lifelong commitment or friendship or something in order for them to qualify. Is that not the case or is it? No, I mean, I, that sounds more like maybe a gift. Like oh, gift, okay. you have to have a family member in order to fund, you know, give the gift of money towards the down payment. Uh -huh. um, but I think as far as just from connect, conventional financing, whether it's FHA, VA, whatever it is, or, or conforming, um, you're not going to, those people can go together without any of those restrictions. Okay. Right. Okay, cool. So I want to take VA out of that, not VA, but FHA and, and, and conforming. 
Right, right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, well, I think that pretty much kind of covers the basics of it. Uh, you know, if, if you guys have any other questions, uh, please reach out in the comment section. Do you guys have, any, have anything else regarding uh, that process? No, it's definitely on the risers. I mean, we see new companies having models like this every other yeah. week. I mean, I, something new coming up. Well, so. I put this podcast together. It's just like, just, just be aware of it because I think there's going to be more potentially loan products and just like more models coming out like this that, that may allow uh, for people to get into uh, to home ownership that way. Mm-hmm. So Certainly as affordability becomes more difficult. Yep, yep, exactly. So, cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I'm Sean Payne, uh, owner and founder of Live Explore, Isaiah Chass, our founding agent and co-host, and Stuart Broughton of Sonoma Mortgage Group. Uh, if you have any... Uh, uh, lending questions. This market's crazy right now. Rates are high. Um, you need someone experienced, and I strongly recommend Stuart Broughton. So, Stuart, thank you again for joining thank you. us. Thanks, and guys. Uh, until next time. If, oh, if you like if you like this episode, please hit like and subscribe. Thanks. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.